This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. No, no, you're not invited. You've you've already had two slices of my cake. Yes, you did. You did you think I wouldn't notice? No, I'm leaving this in, and you're on mute. She knows what side our Vita's buttered on. Try me, Acriona. Uh, sorry about that, but uh, Barton is getting rather ahead of his station. Yes, you are uh, inquiring if he can tag along. To my birthday meal this evening, obviously, as you probably worked out. Tonight's show was pre-recorded earlier this afternoon. I should, as you are listening to this, uh, be drifting in and out of consciousness after Mrs A, just Mrs A and myself, have staggered back from the Kathmandu Masala, our local Indian establishment. Yeah, I was only there a few weeks ago with uh, Peter Fox from, obviously, Foxy Radio and head honcho of Kick Down The Doors PR company, Paul Bedford, this time I'll be able to finish my meal without succumbing to the reaction I had due to the COVID booster that was administered to me a few hours beforehand. That had me almost uh, collapsing into my just-started main course with bedders half carrying me out to a hurriedly called taxi, whisking me home at the rate of knots. Anyway, back to my birthday. Is it a significant one? I hear you cry, to be honest. At my age, every year is significant. And as Tom Crosley so succinctly put it, there are only two ages that are important. The age you can get away with drinking in a pub and the age you can financially stop working. The threshold for both of these is now very difficult to achieve. One of Mrs A's presents uh, to me was the Sparks Brothers DVD. Obviously, I haven't seen yet. But on the strength of the trailers, it's going to be a great watch. This is... This town ain't big enough for the both of us, which is for you, Barton. Zoo time, is she our new time? The mammals are your favourite time. You're bound to want her tonight. Heartbeat, increasing heartbeat. You hear the thunder of stampeding rhinos, elephants and tacky tigers. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> You are 
daughter got me the first 21, How I Became Nikki Six, the memoirs of Franklin Carlton for Anna. Uh, as long time listeners are aware, the only Motley Crue album that I own is uh, Dr. Feelgood. Uh, and I only bought that on the strength of the cover. It's a great photo. I first saw Motley Crue on the old grey whistle test, or as it had just become, uh, just the whistle test, being interviewed after their 1984 Donington set and just thought, yeah, fake. Hanoi Rocks were the real deal. Even putting the death of Razzle to one side, I just didn't rate them. To misquote an old printing phrase, they were all pigment and no vehicle. And that held true until Dr Feelgood and uh, resumed immediately afterwards. Love reading the dirt and uh, I enjoyed the... Uh, Netflix film with the same name, but, you know, it's a work of fiction. You know, this is a true story. Only the facts have been altered. Nikki's Brides of Destruction side project was, yeah, again, brilliant. With Here Comes the Brides. Uh, yeah, it was a fantastic album. However, I have just been sent the 40th anniversary remastered version of their debut album, Too Fast for Love, the uh, electric edition and not the band's own leather recording pressing. So uh, I thought I'd give it a spin. Obviously, I have no reference point, but I have it on good authority that the uh, leather one was uh, better at a different running order with uh, a song left off, the electro pressing, with uh, a song edit. So, after 40 years, what do I make of it? Actually, as a standalone album, I really enjoyed it. I can certainly uh, see the influence they had on the embryonic sunset strip glam bands uh, of the early 1980s, to which said album now resides in the Music Kid Library, keeping Dr Feelgood company from Too Fast for Love, the 40th anniversary remixed album. This is Take Me to the Top.
births to deaths. It seems over the last week or so, social media has been telling us about one of our own passing away from the likes of uh, photographer Mick Rock to uh, regular gig guy J.B. Herry. The one that really made me take a sharp intake of breath was that of fellow Spasm gang member Keith Wood. I can't claim to have been you know, best buddies with him. Our paths first crossed uh, when we both attended Johnny Moped Geek at the 100 Club in June 2019. I mean, it's not often you see two Spasm gang members wearing their regulation black denim cutoffs at a moped show. From there on in, whenever we saw each other, he always gave me a big bearded smile, followed by a thumbs up. I'm looking forward to raising a drink to Keith next Saturday at the Lexington. That's the 4th of December. Future streaming, downloading and non-live rock radio UK listeners with the hit priests and the rest of the Spasm Gang members. week also saw the passing of former Turbo Negro frontman Hank Von Hell. Although he'd been out of the band for 11 years, it seems plans were afoot to reunite the Apocalypse Dudes lineup for a series of live dates. Sadly, that now obviously isn't going to happen. Hank's last studio album, Dead, came out in 2020 and I believe I said at the time was more Turbo Negro than Turbo Negro's Rock and Roll Machine. But revisiting it this week, it's much more pop, with disco sounding almost like reckless love. I missed Hank's one and only solo live gig at the garage on the 15th of December 2018. My diary has the Wild Hearts written down for that day, but crossed out with me seeing them at the garage two days later for Ginger's birthday bash. So I don't know why I didn't make it. 
Hank's last recording was as a guest vocalist for Nurgle, who can be normally found in Beer Moth's side project, Me and That Man. Tracking question is Black Hearse Cadillac. There isn't a cover of the incredible Stagger song of the same name, but an original. Given the subject matter, I was in two minds as whether it would be appropriate for me to air it so soon after Hank's death. After careful consideration, I thought it'd be all right. I mean, it's not been pulled from streaming services and YouTube. Fitting or ironic? Yeah, I don't know. to the hit priest for a second silent mike guitarist on the standalone lp has just released his first solo album since departing the dipshits the album in question is called silent like a bomb that embarrassingly mike sent me after i asked for it a month or so ago with you to playing something for it which uh, i forgot to do it was only when i got an email 
from Bandcamp telling me that Silent Like a Bomb that I had pre-ordered was ready to download that I remembered. To wit, I'm going to play the title track for your entertainment and enjoyment right now. email from Jacob who's in Sugar Rats telling me that his band's material is now on Spotify and that I should check out the new song Kill City. Obviously I went straight over to said streaming platform to listen to the aforementioned song and thoroughly enjoyed it as will you in a minute. After the song had finished I continued to listen to the other songs with me going I've heard these before. However as much as I searched old shows I couldn't find anywhere I played them which surprised me. It wasn't until I finished reading the rest of Jacob's message that I saw that Sugar Rats used to be called Subnormals. Dope!
also on the message front was one from Gary from Filthy Filthy to let me, and therefore you, know that the band's debut album, Getting Away With It, is out today on their Bandcamp site for the very reasonable price of a tenner. Of course, I sat down and had a good old listen to it. One of the tracks on the album is called Listen To The Radio, which I think you agree is a fine, accurate statement, and it's a good tune to boot. But don't take my word for it. On the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, who's been piss pronouncing worms since July 2007.
Sinatra, Filthy Filthy, and listen to the radio, you heard because I played Soul Sucker from Scream Idol's debut album, Movie Merry. That like getting away with it, hit the real and virtual record shops today. Of course, Scream Idol, up until the start of this year, were called Star Star, that I'm sure most of you will have in your record collection. The band's two albums, that'll be Go Go Girls in Love and The Love Drag Years. The band also gave Demolition 23 guitarist Jay Henning for their one and only album, Scream Idol. Yeah, they came across a lot heavier than Star Star, you know, in a good way, of course. Right, on to this week's live shenanigans which was the album launch gig for Edwina Banger's Diamond Rocks CD held at the San Moritz in Wardour Street last Saturday. Opening proceedings uh, was an acoustic set from Healthy Junkies Nina Corson and Phil Honey Jones. They went down so well that no one seemed to mind or complain that their half-hour slot was extended by a whole five minutes. This was only the second time I'd seen the Healthy Junkies live. First time when they were you know, full-on electric at the borderline in March 2013. And for the life of me, I cannot fathom why I haven't seen them since. Certainly, I won't be leaving there eight years. You know, that's the same length of time that the Beatles released all of their studio albums. Here's the title track from the band's No Control EP.
even though it was Edwina's party. She was the filling between the Just Play the Healthy Junkies and Gig Closers Continental Lovers. Two weeks ago, on episode 833, you heard Edwina mention that she was going to be using backing tapes and sing along with choice cuts from both those solo records, with maybe the odd nosebleed song thrown in for good measure. What I didn't know was going to be more of a cabaret, old chum. Uh, her set started and ended with classic 1970s glam covers from the likes of The Sweet, with her solo material seamlessly inserted in the middle. I can see what she was achieving. Start with Blockbuster and you'll get people on the dance floor and hopefully they'll stay there when the original material was played. To an extent, this formula worked well. But for me, there is a time and a place for a cabaret. You know, all right, to be honest, in the basement in Soho on a Saturday night, this probably was the right time and place. But for me, I wanted a full-on Edwina Banger solo band rocking the place. I've said this previously, but both Diamonds on 10th Avenue and Diamond Rocks are really, really great albums and need to be properly gigged. I understand that a third instalment of the Life and Times of Diamond has been recorded with a spring release pencilled in, by which time a full-on electric band will be primed and ready to go into rock and roll land. Continental Lovers debut gig at the Lexington as part of this year's Pump It Up Power Pop Weekender. So obviously, I was really looking forward to their set. What I didn't realise, again, was that uh, Last Great Dreamers drummer Rick Pratt also occupies the Continental Lovers drum stall. Joining Joe Maddox and Rick is Debbie D on the Rickenbacker, who can also be found playing drums in Lady Rage. So it's safe to say she has the full rhythm package. 
Continental Lovers played uh, for just over half an hour, plundering their No Sons Les EP, even throwing in out of my head that Joe recorded with his previous outfit that was due to be included on their last album. But obviously, after Joe's departure, yeah, it was left off. The remaining songs are taken from the band's debut album that is currently being recorded, with the band finishing their set with 1910 Fruit Gun Company classic Indian Giver. However, it's Paraffin Lips that I'm going to play you. to this week's Covers Corner. First up, it's Car Jam 21 that comprises of, here we go, I'm reading this, Roxy Ryan, Alice Cooper. No, not Alice Cooper, he's not on it. Roxy Ryan's from Alice Cooper. Uh, Age, Stan Nielsen from Wigwam, Gustav Kronfeld, Dragon, you know, from Helicopters, Back Your Babies, Jolie Antadic from Electric Boys, Hanoi Rocks, Jasper Lindgren from Velvet Insane, Martin Erklund, Bonafide, uh, Jesper Binzer from DAD, and Philip Shoes from Except. What? No, Soren Anderson. Surely some mistake. Uh, anyway, the band have recorded a tribute single to former Kiss drummer Eric Carr, who passed away at uh, only the age of 41 
1991. The track in question is Can You Feel It? The original of which can be heard and found on his posthumous album Rockology. Next, it's Yuki 69 and Steve Stevens' cover of Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit. To be honest, it took me a few listens to warm to Yuki's vocals. I mean, he sounds like himself, but I guess I'm just too familiar with the Dams version.
So here we are at the end of this week's show and indeed my birthday episode. So before I head off downstairs to see how much of my birthday cake Barton has left me, it was, well hopefully still is, very delicious. Mowerhead inspired with the Ace of Spades done in icing. Uh, check social media for photos. So taking us out of this week's show is another release that came out today and the aptly titled When I Was Young by Dirtbad Republic from Tear Down Your Idols. Until next week, take it easy. When I was young, I always dreamed of being number one. The times had changed and so have I. When I got old, I had to shake off all the rust and mold to keep up with my former self. Are you surprised? This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt and was a Watts' Lodge production. Mm-hmm.